And now I will toss it over to Scott. Yes. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't yes. know. Yes. <laughs> yes. Wrestlingfiguredatabase.com. Yes. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> I will literally murder you with a pillow. You don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, it's true. I'm going to I'm going to take that soundbite and I'm going to put it right at the beginning before our music even kicks in. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you Pornhub drums. Here comes yes. All right. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Scott. Hey, yo. He's got his younger brother. It's going to be Jeff. The cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to all of the great action figures from our good friends at Hasbro. The fully postable. Have your own WrestleMania with all your favorite figures. Wrestling figure. He told separately from LJ Podcast. And we are the Mount Rushmore of professional <laughs> wrestling. Hey, welcome to episode 269 of the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast, the longest running episodic wrestling figure podcast going today. My name is Jeff Sing. Alongside next to me is my real life brother, not storyline brother, Scott. Scott, say hello. Hello. Scott, what's going on, man? Uh, you said 69. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, can you believe we've been doing this for 269 episodes? <laughs> you said it again. The Wrestling Figure Podcast, side splitting, leg slapping, <laughs> which is actually banned in certain uh, organizations. But hey, we can do it here. Yeah, because we throw super kicks. Well, we throw one, one kick, and then we pull our groin because we're old. Exactly. Like, I'm out of breath. My groin is pulled. My hamstring is shot. Oh, no. Oh, no. Got to get to the corner. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. I'm surprised I haven't done that in Power Hour Pro Wrestling yet. <laughs> well, thank you for asking, dude. Everything is good. Got Power Punch, bang, running through me, powering me through the show this week. I had, Jeff, I just want you to know, I had a quesalupa before we started recording. Uh, yes, actually, uh, my employee, Eric, he was like, dude, I'm going to Taco Bell for lunch because I need to get a quesalupa. And yes. I'm like, I'm like, okay, dude. And man. It was funny, too, because he put that in our team's chat, and Sean put a heart emoji above it. (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was kind of funny. I love it. But yeah, I had to go get one. They just came out today, and it's one of my favorite seasonal items they have, but it hasn't been on the menu in like four or five years. It's been gone for a while, and it was as good as I remember, if not better. Super delicious. So in addition to the Power Punch Bang, a quesalupa, probably literally running through me, Powering me through this episode. If I have to run away from the microphone, I will make sure to tell you, Jeff. Okay. Yes. And aside from that, just waiting for a lot of people's toy collections to be stimulated. Uh, Yeah, that's going to be happening here shortly. Yes. Dude, like as this podcast drops, people could already be stimulated, not only from the sounds of our voices, but also from the United States government throwing money to their account And we'll see what happens, dude. Like, are we going to see another spike in collections? Are we going to see another spike in pricing on Hasbro green cards, on LJNs, on 
pretty much anything wrestling figure or collection related? Or are people going to start sinking the money into sports cards? That's pretty hot right now. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. I'm actually curious, like how high these prices are going to get, because I agree with you that people are going to be dumping their stimulus checks into toys. In fact, you have a story regarding it. Yes, I'm on a bunch of different toy groups on Facebook, whether it be G.I. Joe, uh, 80s toys in general, Masters of the Universe, of course, wrestling. And somebody said, I'm about to sink my entire stimulus check into a USS flag. And I'm like, hmm, that's a hell of an idea. <laughs> I might have to think about doing that myself. And then I'm like, oh, wait, wife, kids, mortgage. Nope, can't do that. But mad respect to the guy that's actually going to take that 1400 bucks and just be like, boom, flag in my collection. What I want the listeners to do is I want the listeners to remember what I'm about to say. And then we're going to find out. I'm going to kind of put the time frame around October, November. But what I want the listeners to do is call me out if I'm wrong. Say, well, this didn't age well. You know, this, you, we all see those tweets and stuff. But what I'm about to say is be patient on figures because I feel as people get vaccines... And the herd immunity starts to come along and we all start going back to normal life and everything. I think that these prices on figures are going to go down and go back to a reasonable price. Actually, is October, November a good time frame, Scott? Mm, well, Biden just did his speech tonight and said by May 1st, all adults can get the vaccine. So I would imagine by like summer, the kids will start to get it. So by fall... You've got to assume we're going to be a lot of vaccinated people here in the United States, which means things can safely open back up full steam ahead. So, yeah, yeah I would say fall, like to go along with what you're saying for your prediction as far as when things are going to be not maybe 100% opened up, but, you know, like a good 90 to 95% opened up. Yeah, I would say October, November. Okay, so October or November. But what I feel is that everybody is going to start putting their money into stuff that they couldn't do for the past year. For example, vacations. So maybe somebody that was spending all their time collecting G.I. Joes from their childhood or LJNs or Hasbros, they're not going to be doing that. And that's going to be happening a lot. A lot of people are going to be scheduling those family vacations. A lot of people are going to be scheduling those vacations to Hawaii, to Vegas, to New York, wherever they're going. And I think a lot of people's money is now going to be dispersed elsewhere. People out driving more, going to stores more. I think that it's going to come down in price as far as older toy lines. So if you have older toys, right, it might be best to sell those off right now, especially with the next round of stimulus. But I'm thinking, 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 thinking October, November, I'll go even as late as January 2022. I think figures are going to come down in price to a reasonable price. I don't think they'll ever go back to the way they were, but I do believe that figures are going to come down in price. So you think it's going to be like a happy medium? So it's not going to be like pre-2018, but maybe a happy medium between like top of the COVID charts versus 2018, like somewhere in the middle? Yeah, I, I think it's somewhere around there. I think the Hasbros will remain high. I think some LJNs will come down. But I honestly believe that the prices we're seeing on eBay right now for the Mattel series that we're going over, I think that those will start to come down. Jacks will start to kind of level out. We'll start to see some normalcy regarding those prices. I don't think 
I forget how much we said last week for that Shawn Michaels. Wasn't it like 200 bucks or something? Uh, yeah, it was around there. That was an Elite 7 or something like that. I think that's going to be... That will come down in price to a reasonable price. So that's what I'm predicting. Again, call me out in January of 2022 and say, hey, this didn't age well. We'll see. But that's my personal opinion. You may end up being a crying Jordan meme. I'm always a crying Jordan meme. <laughs> Scalpers. My prices. <laughs> Distribution. <laughs> Hey, we'll call ourselves out. <laughs> yeah, I'll die on that hill. I'm good with it. <laughs> so anyways, that's my uh, that's my prediction coming up. So we'll see. But we do have one more round of stimulus checks. And man, you know what's funny is I have that goatee-less Roman Reigns factory error Roman Reigns from the retro series. Oh, really? There's only I've only seen two out there in the world. Mitch Little had one, but I think he sold it. I've got the other. I've never seen any others out there. I'm wondering how much that can garner. Well, how much does it go for now? I haven't checked Wrestling Toy Tracker on the retros in a, in a minute, but I have seen some go for as high as $300. Wow. But I think it has that special, what was it, Super Punch or Superman Punch or something like that? Yeah, yeah. Those were the ones that I think that were garnering a bunch of money or something like that. So Right, and you have the one that doesn't have a goatee. Correct. It was a factory error goatee-less Roman Reigns. Wow. Horrifying. Babyface baby Roman Reigns. <laughs> Literally babyface, yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, dude. As we are talking about stimulus, and you mentioned you think the prices are going to level out, I think we're going to hit a crazy spike. This is $1,400 hitting a lot of people's accounts. And, you know, people have a tendency to get real stupid with their money. So I think what? we're about to have a... What? Stupid. Yeah, stupid. I think there's going to be another spike. It's going to be short-lived, but watch. It's going to happen. I'm hoping we do see some normalcy. Like, seeing that Target Tito go for 60 bucks on eBay just drove me nuts. Come on, man. That drove me nuts. I hope we do see that normalcy. But I do agree that we're going to hit that spike. I mean, I'm actually curious what's going to be the hot figure or the toy, you know, is like that guy was talking about the USS flag for us wrestling figure collectors. Is it going to be, who knows what, it, what's going to be this next bump? WCW toy biz. Is that what you're predicting? <laughs> no, I was just doing that to piss you off. Oh, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> if you would like to get any of our shirts, head on over to pro wrestling tees or whatamaneuver.net you know where to follow us twitter youtube snapchat and the book of faces at fully posable instagram fully posable wfp you can go back and listen to any of our past podcasts on podbean or you can check out our website with the latest episode and Corey human's latest writings where he does a wish list pretty cool so check it out Corey human's writings over there on fully posable podcast.com you can also find us on stitcher itunes iHeartRadio, and spotify Please rate and review on iTunes. Please, please, please. If you have any questions, audio questions, or anything else at all, send it on over to fullyposablewfp at gmail.com. And Scott and I are going to be pushing homage, and we want you guys to head over to homage because over there, some comfortable shirts. Just ask Steve from the PPW Podcast. Steve from PPW Podcast says he owns like 10 homage shirts. He could have saved so much money if he just used our code and bought them all at once. I know. Well, Steve, if you want to pick up 11. Or 10 more. And use our code FPP2. 
120 for 20% off. You can do that, man. He said the shirts are great quality and incredibly soft. So I had to go on and I had to purchase the NBA GM Heart Foundation shirt, part of their WWE section. But what's cool is they have the NBA GM style logo. So they have two faces in the box and they have the natural disasters. They have the bushwhackers. They have Bobby Heenan and Gorilla. And you guys need to jump on these because these shirts sell out so fast. They have so many retired shirts that have been vaulted. So if you see a shirt and you like it, you need to jump on it quick because there's a good chance it could be gone. And what is the code again, Jeff? 20% off? FPP20. And March 16th, the day before St. Patrick's Day, but us wrestling fans know it as 316, they will be releasing several Stone Cold 316 shirts. So if you are a Stone Cold fan, you might want to jump on this and use our code FPP20 at checkout to save yourself 20% off your entire order. So a little background on homage. Founded in 2007, Homage turns back the clock with shout-out to electric moments and personalities in sports, music, and popular culture. From the nature boy Ric Flair to Stone Cold Steve Austin, Homage tells stories of triumph, individualism, and hustle, preserving the old school and creating new legacies. So head on over to homage.com and one more time, FPP20 for 20% off your entire order. Scott... Did you do any toy spotting? Jeff, I did my toy spotting this week through Tim at a chair shot on Twitter. Sent me the HBK WrestleMania 37 figure as a birthday present. Tim, huge thank you for that. But in addition to that, Jeff, I had kind of put out the feelers that the wife was looking for that Darby Allen figure right. from the AEW line. Right. And Tim found it. Oh. So he's, yeah, he sent that along with the HBK for Shannon. And just super happy. Shannon pulled it out of the box because I kind of cracked the box open. I knew it was in there. And I'm like, hey, babe, Tim got you something. Open it up. And, dude, she pulled it out. Just the biggest smile on her face. She was so happy. She's like, this thing's awesome. And it really is. It's a cool-looking Darby figure. I love it. She absolutely loves it. So big, big thanks to Tim. And, dude, I've got to give you one more birthday present from Ring Skirts, the great Nate. And he had sent me a DM and was like, dude, it's nothing big, but I need your address. I'm going to send you something. Uh-oh. And you know how creative Nate is. Right. Sent me a letter and was like, you told the story about how you got your Paul Ellering Build-A-Figure. I think that's awesome, but I think he's incomplete without this. What Nate did was he made a tiny Wall Street journal for Paul Ellering to hold to give it that extra authenticity, that authentic oh. look. Oh, he didn't. He did. There is a folded up Wall Street Journal and an unfolded Wall Street Journal that Paul Ellering, the figure, can hold while he stands next to the Road Warriors slash Legion of Doom and has his foot on Rocco's head. So, big thanks to Tim for the HBK WrestleMania 37 and Shannon's Darby Allen figure, which that might be her first male wrestling figure she's gotten. I'm kind of oh. trying to rack my brain here because it's it was always Trish. Right. Well, unless you count the HBK and Trish two-pack where HBK was in the referee shirt. HBK is a male wrestler, so Darby does not qualify as the first male wrestler. 
but he would qualify as her first single-carded male wrestler figure. Yes. Okay, so that's what it is. So big thanks to Tim for the HBK and the Darby Allen and Shannon's first carded male figure by himself, single figure, not two-pack. And big thanks to Nate for the Wall Street Journal for Paul Ellering Build-A-Figure. I cannot wait to have that all set up. Still putting the room together. But aside from that, I've just been kind of eyeballing different things for the room. Uh, Going to go out in the next couple weekends here and get myself a Detolf. That is my belated birthday gift from the wife. And as we mentioned a few weeks ago, getting the inspiration from Luis Rivera and his collection, I'm going to have that shelf that's just kind of like, these are a few of my favorite things, kind of a theme. And just without giving away the specific figures I'm looking for, I'm looking at Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I'm looking at John Wick. I'm looking at Blade. I'm looking at Predator, RoboCop. So you can kind of see where this is going, like some of my favorite movies, some of my favorite cartoon characters. I'll have plenty of Batman in the room. That's a given. But the these are a few of my favorite things shelf I think is going to be cool because it'll just be that. It'll just be a mix of stuff that I love. So The Crow, definitely going to be looking at some of those figures. But I will tip my hand that I am on the hunt for those NECA Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie figures from the 1990 film. I've seen the singles, and there's a full set on eBay for like 100 or 110 But Luis brought it to my attention that Walmart is now getting in the two-packs again. So I went to our Walmart tonight, did not find them. But apparently Walmart are getting Walmart is getting the two packs back in. So if you spot them, let me know. PayPal is ready. But I would like to get the four NECA turtles from those two packs. Okay, so I don't remember you being the biggest Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles fan. So I'm kind of interested why you're going this route right now. Because they're awesome. I did like the turtles. I wasn't a gigantic turtles fan. But remember, right out of the gate when those new figures came out in, I think it was 1988. I had the original set of four. No idea where they are now, but I went to Village Toy Shop where we got all of our Hasbros at and John sold me the four turtles, the originals, you know, because they also had Splinter and Shredder and April O'Neil. I bought the four original uh, original turtles. So there's just kind of some love for the turtles from that. Uh, bought a few of the comics back in the 80s as well. And I've gone back and watched that 90 movie a couple times and it's just, it's super cheesy, good time feel and... I want to get those four turtles. I want them in the collection. Okay. And Jeff, in my last bit of news, I finally saw AEW figures on the shelf. Whoa, 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 what? Yes, I couldn't believe it. Uh, same trip to Walmart looking for the turtles. They didn't have in the collectible section. I'm like, oh, let's go see what wrestling figures they've got. I need a good laugh. So walked over to the, the WWF section and they had, of course, as to be expected, a bunch of basics and... Three AEW figures, the first I've seen on the pegs. They had Nick and Matt Jackson and Riho. And to my surprise, there were a couple of kids standing behind me. And I'm holding the Matt and Nick Jackson in my hand, just kind of checking them out. And then I pull the Riho off the pegs. And (laughs) the kids run away screaming. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, they run over to their mom. They start pointing at me. And the mom starts glaring at me. And I just, I'm, I'm holding Riho and I kind of turn the Riho figure to the mom and she goes, ah, okay, never mind. I, I see what the problem is. Okay. I'm just kidding. That didn't happen. 
Um, I actually ignored Riho's figure pretty much altogether and uh, just focused on the Matt and Nick Jackson. And I've got to say the Nick is good, but dude, that Matt, now that I've seen it in person, I'm not super happy with it. That's what a lot of people say about the Matt Jackson is that he doesn't look the best. He's got that. He's got like a droopy face. It's kind of weird. It's like his skin is sagging. It's a weird look. It's just the dark circles under the eyes. Yes. It's just weird. However, I have seen so many people send over their pictures of series four. Like I was talking to one of my friends over in New York. He was telling me series four is like a brand new series. And he says it's night and day difference between series one, two, and three and what they come out with series four because series four is excellent. And he sent okay. me picture and he sent me pictures and he's a hundred percent correct. He was taking up close ups, all this other stuff, and it looks fantastic. So it does get better. Bear with it. Maybe the next Nick and Matt Jackson that comes out in whatever series, maybe hold off until those and then you can put those in the detail. Yeah, for sure. Because I was very, t- like, I, like I said, I was holding the Nick and Matt. Like, I was going to get them. And then the more I stood there and looked at Matt, uh, the, the face is not great. I, me personally, just not a fan. So I'm definitely going to wait because we are, as you mentioned, Jeff, we are seeing the signs of improvement with Jazzwares. So I'm going to hold off. I will most likely buy the next set of Young Bucks if the the progression continues of how good they're getting from series to series. I will most likely have the next set of Young Bucks in the collection, but this one I had to pass on. Nick was fine. No problem there, but it's just that I, but I can't have young, one Young Buck without the other, right? It just doesn't make right. any sense. So I just, right. I left them on the peg. Somebody else will grab them for sure, but had to just leave them. Are you saying that Rio's figure should be a Halloween costume, like just the mask? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> That's so wrong. I was just thinking she might make it into our Hall of Shame this year. That's but... what I was saying. I said that last year. You're like, dude, that's just wrong. That You can't do that. Okay, well, I'm on board with you now, 100%. <laughs> I am on board with you for that. Yes, we, I mean, look, we took that Naya elite, and she was like a first ballot Hall of Famer. Right. So I don't see why Riho can't be a first ballot Hall of Shamer. Right, right. Um, for me, I didn't really do much toy spotting. I did head over to Target and Alameda. Nothing on the pegs except, I think, seven or eight Bobby Heenans. I think we're still at eight. And they well, that's actu- down from what thirteen. Yes, um, they actually added a Goldberg WrestleMania figure without Paul's. Uh, what does he come with? Is it Paul's body? Paul's head? They plucked the Paul Ellering piece. Yeah, whatever the Paul Ellering piece is, they plucked Ugh. that. But you know what they did is you could see where they sliced open. Oh, and they took the belt. So it was just Goldberg. Shock. Yeah, I was. That was my next question. Shocking. They took the title as well. Right. So I don't. I don't know what to say. It's just Bobby Heenan and a plucked pieces of Paul Ellering and belt Goldberg. Bunch of savages in this town. No, tell me about it. It's getting bad out in this town, dude. It's hard enough to find figures, and then when you do, they're like stripped apart. I did get the Milkomania. I I know this is going back a few years, but I did pick up the Milkomania set, and it's pretty cool, dude. I actually really like it. I I don't like the Stephanie in it, but the Austin and the Angle are really cool. The whole presentation is fantastic. I did. Pick How did that you up. end up with that? Where were you shopping? Amazon. Oh. It was like twenty three dollars on Amazon. Oh, dude, yeah, that's a no brainer. You got to yeah. get that. And it's funny too because it jumped up to twenty nine like three days later or something like that. Nice. I also picked up the Tegan Knox figure. It's, I, I think it's pretty good. It is. A, it's a good basic figure. Yes, it's a good basic. But then I got the Dakota Kai figure. 
and I'm not gonna say it's Rio status, but uh, um, it's not good. Oh, really? There's improvement to be made. Okay, that yeah. sucks. Yes, there is a lot of improvement to be made, but I like the way Mattel is thinking. Start at the bottom and work your way up. Okay, Scott, we have a little bit of news. What should we jump into it? Let's talk about it. Oh, you gonna learn today? Scott, what you got for other toy news? Yes, first up, Super 7. We've been having them a lot in the news lately, and I have a feeling they're going to be coming up again. Super 7 has released a reaction three and three quarter inch figure of Rancid's Skeletim. He's available now. Head on over and pick him up for all you Rancid fans out there. And next up, Jeff, Mondo has released some Spider-Man mecha characters. The figures are 10 inches. And it is Spider-Man in his red and black costume and a limited edition Spider-Man in his symbiote black costume. 10-inch figures. They come with a ton of accessories, 30 points of articulation. They come packaged in a full color box that's got like a gatefold on the face of it where it opens up full plastic or full window, display window that you can see the figure and all of the accessories on. The red and black Spider-Man retails for 160 the limited edition black symbiote costume Spider-Man goes for 170 but over at Mondo Shop, that's M-O-N-D-O shop.com, when you order both Spider-Man figures, you will get 25% off the red and black Spider-Man. So if that sounds of interest to you, they are some badass figures. Head over to Mondoshop.com, pick up your Spider-Man mecha figures. Jeff, that rounds out other toy lines. Head on over to Shoe Wrestling. Might as well stick with Super 7. They have announced Series 3. Well, they've announced one name from Series 3, I should say, of their New Japan line. And it is Jay White. Jay White figures are going to be hitting us hard and fast, Scott. So who else do you think is going to be in that Series 3? I was kind of having this conversation with Christopher Dean earlier. Um, I said maybe Gorillas of Destiny. Well, here's the thing. Are they going to stick with factions? So, for example, Okada... Osprey, Ishii were all part of Team Chaos in New Japan, the Wave 1. They had to throw in Tanahashi. But technically, Tanahashi's part of Team New Japan as part of the faction. But Okada and Tanahashi were kind of having this this, uh, united power thing against Jay White a while back. So, And plus, you got to get Tanahashi into Wave 1, right? Of course. Series 2 is going to be all of LIJ. Now, Series 3, are they going to stay with the factions or are they going to break away from that? So is it going to be Jay White, Gorillas of Destiny, and maybe like an Ishimori, you know, to have like a junior? I I don't know. I don't know what they're going to do. But here's the thing. They have Koto Ibushi. And Scott, you know Koto Ibushi really well. I do, yeah. Uh, we sung together on the streets of New Orleans. You you serenaded him in New I Orleans. I did. Well, technically I was singing. He was embarrassed <laughs> for me, hopefully. The same here. Um, <laughs> I mean, you have your champion, and he doesn't have a figure, so kind of have to break away from the factions, right? Well, that's what Christopher Dean had said. You know, how are you not going to have your current heavyweight champion in the lineup yet? And you're already going into Series 3. So I agreed with Christopher that, yeah, Ibushi is probably going to be in Series 3. And I had said maybe Gorillas of Destiny, which I would love to see that because Figures Toy Company has already done Tomatonga. 
So I'd love to see what Super 7 does with him in addition to uh, uh, Loa, his partner. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting how they play out Series 3. We'll see, we'll see. Uh, the pictures do look better. A lot of people have been sending me their pictures of the New Japan figures that they've already received from Ringside. Um, and also, people were saving 10% over at Ringside and not on Super 7's site. So people were paying full price over at Super 7, but they could have just gone over to RSC and used some code or something like that and gotten 20% off, 15% off, or 10% off. So that's kind of infuriating as well. So if you guys want to save money and you guys want these New Japan figures, head on over to Ringside and use the code. Survivor Series Elites were announced this past week. Just the lineup, no pictures. Keith Lee, Bailey, Hulk Hogan, and Bret Hart fans, you can finally rejoice. 1993 Survivor Series Bret Hart is finally coming. Bret Hart was in a singlet that night, a hot pink singlet. So this is probably the, well, in his WWF run, the only time we ever saw him in this outfit. So, and a lot of Bret Hart fans have been actually clamoring for this figure. We're finally going to get it. Here's the part. Are they going to fix the face sculpt? So that the hair is not in the eyes? Anything. Just fix the face sculpt. Mattel has not done a good face sculpt on Bret. The closest they've come is probably the defining moment or... The Survivor Series, or not the Survivor Series, the um, the basic that they yeah, put out. the SummerSlam basic. That's SummerSlam, the, thank you, yes. You know, that's about as close as they've done to actually capturing Brett. Well, fingers crossed that they get it right on this one. Maybe they could do two heads with the figure. One with the hair in the face and then one, maybe a new scan. Or they just reuse that uh, SummerSlam basic. So did Brett only wrestle in that outfit at Survivor Series, or did he also wear that at the following Royal Rumble? No, because the following Royal Rumble was Royal Rumble 94, and he wore that paint splatter. The singlet with like the, it had like the paint splatter all over it. Oh, right. Okay. Okay. So he didn't wear, okay. So I was wondering if, if he wore that when Owen kicked his leg out from under his leg. That was the very first time he ever introduced his outfit where he had the paint splatter on it, which was, uh, okay. Which was probably my favorite Brett gear that he ever wore. I remember it, but didn't he have a tag team match with Owen that night too? And he, sure, he wrestled in the Rumble match? He sure did. And, and he wore the same gear in both. Yep. And this is okay. how good Bret Hart was. He sold the leg all night. Of course he did. That man's a professional. Come on. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. That man is so good. Agree. Agree. Well, that's cool, man. I'm glad they've definitely listened to their fans on this one because everybody has clamored for that Bret. It's pretty much the only Bret outfit that has not been done. So it's really cool that Mattel's going to pick up that ball and run with it. Next up, Zombie Sailor Toys announced that the Rock and Roll Express are coming. This was the worst kept secret, but it is happening because we all knew it was coming, but it was never officially announced. It is now. There was no Ron Rudat sketches as of yet, but they did show a picture and saying that Ricky and Robert were announced. And uh, I will be grabbing those. Yeah, I, I figured you would be. I figured you'd be at the very top of the list jumping on for those. Uh, again, you know, we have to have that conversation about availability, price point, and whatnot. But when it comes to the Rock and Roll Express, I don't think you care. <laughs> I think you're just going to be in line for those figures as soon as you're told to be. Also, moving along, AEW Series 6. Jake Hager, Chris Jericho, MJF, Sheeta, Phoenix, and Penta. So, uh, more repeats. Uh, Penta, Phoenix, MJF, Jericho, Sheeta's first figure, and Jake Hager 
his first figure in AEW. Wow. So four repeats and two new ones. Correct. Hmm. Currently showing the people's eyebrow in Jazzwares' direction. As AEW gets more names, they will start mixing up the the lineup, but they're getting the original, the core people from the beginning in right now. Man, I mean, you, but you know what, though? I guess that's cool because here we are in Series 6, as we discussed a little bit earlier in the show. They're getting better from Series to Series, so they're getting those redos. So much respect for that. It's kind of what Hasbro did as well. You know, maybe their first boss man wasn't super great, but the second boss man was outstanding, you know, and so on and so forth with some other names like Beefcake, for example, got a better figure with the Zebra Tights. So, you know, maybe we'll get better figures. Not that the MJF was bad, but maybe it'll be a better MJF and a better Jericho this time around. So fingers crossed. But man, two new names out of six. Yep. You got to keep it 50-50 as far as I'm concerned. So, Scott, that rounds out the news. I think we should be going back in time to talk about WWE Elite Series 8. What'd you say? Let's go back. We're going back in time for nostalgia. We're going back in time, time, time. Scott, we are doing Elite Series 8 for the nostalgia segment. Now, before I toss it over to you, Scott... What I want our listeners to do, and we'll give you guys time, or you can pause us or whatever you want to do. There is a website. It's called Wrestling Figure Database. What this is, is it has every single wrestling figure series. Well, they're still adding more to the site as we are speaking, but they have all the WWE elites on there. So they have series 1 through 10, 11 through 20, so on and so forth. So you guys can go onto the website, Wrestling Figure Database. Follow along with us as we mention the figures. You guys can tap on the figure and it brings up a large picture. You, you can see what we're talking about. So Wrestling Figure Database, head on over there and check them out. Because I know that a lot of people have always asked, and me having a forgetful memory, a lot of people are like, hey, who was in this series? Or you hear me say, oh, I don't remember who was in series 32 or 33. Well, now there is a website for that. So bring up WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. And click on Elite Series 8. And now I will toss it over to Scott. Yes. <laughs> Where did that come from? I don't yes. know. Yes. <laughs> yes. WrestlingFigureDatabase.com. Yes. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I'm leaving that in. <laughs> <laughs> I will kill you. <laughs> I will literally murder you with a pillow. You don't listen. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, it's true. I'm going to I'm gonna take that sound bite and I'm going to put it right at the beginning before our music even kicks in. <laughs> Screw you, Pornhub drums. Here comes yes. All right. Back to our regularly scheduled program. Yes, Jeff. Mattel Elite WWE Series 8 consisted of Drew McIntyre. And this was his chosen one gimmick where he was in white trunks and he came with the IC title. Next up, Evan Bourne, and he came with a black soft goods fly airborne t-shirt, and he was in red tights with black boots, and Jeff, if I'm not mistaken, this is the Evan Bourne that you lost at a WrestleCon, correct? Oh, you remember that. Oh, I very much remember that. Yeah, it was soul-crushing to hear that story. Yeah, absolutely. It was in Dallas. Uh, Evan Bourne was there. I 
put the figure down. He signed it, got a picture with him, talked to him for a bit, and I walked off without the figure. I bet Repo Man took it. Oh, well done. I like what you did there. Mm-hmm. So what ended up happening is we messaged Evan. He says, yeah, I remember the figure being on the table. So I turned it into WrestleCon, uh, the people at WrestleCon. We messaged the people at WrestleCon and they were like, we have no idea what you're talking about. Of course. So the figure is long gone to say the least. Son of a bitch. Yep. That sucks. So have you replaced it with another Evan Bourne figure and gotten it signed? Uh, no. Ugh. Sad. So, yeah, Series 8, Evan Bourne, long gone. History. Probably th- probably thrown in a trash. Oh, dude, that sucks. I'm sorry. I hate that story all over again. Next up, The Undertaker. And he was in a long black sleeveless coat and one elbow pad. Not two. One elbow pad. They made sure that he was well equipped with one elbow pad. Yes. Undertaker. Well equipped. Next up, <laughs> Seamus. And he came with a Celtic cross necklace, a lead pipe, and the heavyweight championship. And he was in his black trunks. Next up, and I actually have this figure hanging up on my wall, Edge. And he was in a Polly Pocket style long black coat. And he was in his red tights. Also came with a pair of sunglasses. And rounding out Mattel WWE Elite Series 8, the great William Regal in a purple and gold long coat or robe more like a long coat accessory and he was in black trunks beautiful looking figure and jeff that rounds out mattel elite wwe series eight good series actually a very strong series i thought that they did well on each of these figures agree we've talked about this before that scott and i are huge proponents for soft goods clothing but that poly pocket style robe for william regal was purple and gold just popped It did. It really did. And you've said it before, Jeff, that when it calls for that, we call it poly pocket style, but it's that like that rubber, rubbery coating material in the right situation. When it calls for it, it really pops and it works like it did with Harley. And as you said, Jeff, it really works well here with William Regal. I'm actually looking at the Drew McIntyre signed up on the wall. Unfortunately, it is in Sharpie. Ugh, you didn't but, know. It's not your fault. You were young. You did the money. <laughs> this was pre-paint pen days. And right. Right, ne- right next to it is actually the Seamus signed. Oh, from this series? From the same series. I got it signed in Orlando. Uh, met Seamus and Cesaro at Access that night. Got a bunch of their figures signed. Not, yeah, you got me a Cesaro that night. Yep, sure did. And on top of that... I should have an Evan Bourne up there. The Drew McIntyre was the one I couldn't wait to have in this series. When they had announced this series and they had the Drew, that was the one I was most stoked for. It's a really good looking figure because it captures that early run in WWE so well. Right. And if you guys are on Wrestling Figure Database, you can still see that as of this series, they are still using that red and black packaging that kind of came down to a little bit of a indentation on the side and then popped back out. So they're still using that packaging going on. Love this series. I did see the William Regal everywhere, whether it was Toys R Us, Walmart, Target. Saw it everywhere. Back when the figures were plentiful on the pegs. Correct. Did not purchase it. And I kept thinking, eh, I'll get it one day. You know, what's going to happen? A pandemic and then people are going to just lose their shit and 
start buying everything. <laughs> what that, are the odds of that happening? That hasn't happened in a hundred years. <laughs> 2020 would have to be crazy to do that. <laughs> now, I don't want to overlook that sculpt on The Undertaker either. That's a badass looking head they put on that Undertaker. Excellent. Excellent. The Edge is probably my least favorite. No offense. I know you have the Edge figure hanging up. No, I but- do have it on the wall, but I agree with you. There are way better Edge figures made. And it's in regards to this particular series, it's a little underwhelming, to be honest with you. Actually, I'm going to take you back to my mindset when these figures hit. I have to have Drew and Evan Bourne because I was a big Evan Bourne fan. Right. Well, it's a kick-ass looking figure, too. I don't need another Undertaker. Right. But it's a good one. That's a good looking Undertaker. Why the hell am I buying Seamus? <laughs> okay. I'm going to skip the edge because I've already got a bunch of edge figures. Right. I'll get the William Regal later. And if I miss them, I'm okay. That's Jeff from 11 years ago. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> that was my thinking during this time. That was like putting us into a time machine and taking yeah. it back to talk to you about Elite Series 8. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I was kind of along that same mindset. Like, why am I already going to buy a Seamus figure? Right. Like, eh, Okay. It's it's a really, really good figure. Like you said, this is a very strong series with Edge probably being the weakest out of all of them. But yeah, not excited to buy a Sheamus. Not excited to buy another Edge or another Undertaker. But that William Regal is really cool looking. I'll probably pick him up later. I'm basically echoing exactly what you said because I was thinking the same thing. That Drew McIntyre is amazing and I love Evan Bourne and I've got to have that in the collection. Yep. Yeah, I was I was right there with you the whole time, dude. But like going back and looking now, that Undertaker is really well done. I love the coat, that sleeveless coat that he's in. I love the sculpt on him. The William Regal, that jacket is just, it's incredible. Mattel absolutely killed it. And the head sculpt is really well done as well. That Drew is captured perfectly from that early WWE run. It'd be really cool if somebody wanted to go back and grab that. And then grab one of his current day figures and put them side by side for a display. Very cool to do that. Seamus, the dude still kind of looks the same, doesn't he? Like you could make a Seamus figure today that kind of looks like that one. Yep, exactly. A little bit different, of course, because he's doing that uh, Gangs in New York look a little bit. Mm-hmm. But it's still it's still Seamus. It still looks exactly the same. Um, but man, picking a favorite is a little difficult because that Evan Bourne is really well done. Love the soft goods shirt. Love the gear that they put him in. The head sculpt is really well done on him. But I think I've got to give the edge to William Regal in this series. I agree with you. The jacket just sells that figure. It really does. It really does. And sometimes the accessories are enough to kick it over the top. And in this case, I think it's it's that. Just like we had talked about that really well done Gold Dust Elite a series or two ago. In this one, that jacket just totally makes the figure. It's a great looking figure outside of it. But when you add the jacket, it just puts it up over the top. He's a man. Keep going. Uh, I don't remember the rest. Scott, I pulled the (laughs) eBay listings. Today being March 11th, I did pull the eBay listings for each of these figures. The Drew McIntyre, as of today, there was only one on eBay, and it was $199.95 plus $15.20 shipping. That's it. I'm selling mine. Holy crap. 200 bucks. I'm erasing that auto. The card is pristine, so <laughs> Jesus, get 200 bucks for that? Ride the wave, dude. It's about right. to spike. 
Evan Bourne. There was only one on eBay, $104.28 plus, and now this was from the UK, so this was the only one on there, plus $34.76 shipping. I wonder if it was mine. Oh, wait, no, it was an autograph. <laughs> Scalper. <laughs> Undertaker. Now, there were four on eBay ranging from $100 to $150. There was one autograph in a red paint pen for $699.99, plus plus $15.20 shipping. Why would you charge shipping? Well, dude, that's actually not that far off, because what's Undertaker now for an autograph? $400? I think he's asking the whole green card Hasbro set. Okay. Okay. So you can either pay him in currency or in Hasbro green cards. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Understood. Good move, Undertaker. (laughs) That's pretty smart, dude. That's actually really smart. That's very intelligent. (laughs) Seamus won on eBay $85 plus $17.20 shipping with 17 watchers. It's a lot of people watching a Seamus figure. Seriously. But it was an earlier series, so. Okay. Edge, six on eBay right now, ranging between $124 and $239. And for the William Regal, there was zero on eBay. That's it. I'm selling that Edge. If you're interested, $350. (laughs) And I'll put my autograph on there. (laughs) You won't even forge Edge? (laughs) No. Here's an Edge figure with my signature on it. Scott, that rounds out Elite Series 8. We have the listener segment uh, next. What do you say we jump into it? Let's go talk to him. And I just want to hear from my people. Tell me, can I hear from my people? I just want to hear from my people. And I just want to listen. Scott, we are kicking off the listener segment with the great Jonathan Dobrik. His question is, who are the three wrestlers you have not met yet that once we can start going back to shows that you would like to meet? Ooh. I would have to say my three would be Jordan Grace, Charlotte Flair, and Bray Wyatt. As always, thank you guys for the phenomenal show week in and week out. Thank you, Dobro. Uh, Scott, who are the three that you would like to meet? Well, first off, before I answer Dobro's question, I want each listener listening right now to pause what you're doing, pick up your phone, go into your calendar, put in your calendar that April 1st is Dobro's birthday. Put in your calendar now, because on April 1st, I want Dobro to get flooded with all of the birthday messages. All of the birthday messages. All of them. Send them all the love. Everything. Hit him up on April 1st. Wish him a happy birthday. An awesome dude deserves an awesome birthday. So please, April 1st, I'm giving you plenty of advance notice. Go out of your way. Wish that man a happy birthday. So with that said, hmm, the three I'd like to meet. I'm going to say Daniel Bryan because I really want to get that elite signed where he's holding up both title belts. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say Seth Rollins because I want him to sign the Money in the Bank figure. And one more. Hmm. I mean, it's always a pleasure meeting Kevin Owens, but it's somebody that I haven't met before, so I can't pick KO. Met Roman. Man, that's a good one. You know what? I'll go Drew McIntyre. Oh, okay. And just tell him he's done a hell of a job during COVID carrying the promotion. Like, they kind of handed him the ball like, okay, 
good luck, see what you can do. And that dude just made the best of it. So I'd love to tell him that and make it really awkward and uncomfortable and uh, get his autograph and go about my day. Daniel Bryan and Seth Rollins are the top two on my list. I actually had tickets to meet Seth Rollins at Access and that did not work out as everybody knows because WrestleMania 36 uh, did not happen. Access didn't happen. So I lost out on that. Were you going to get the money in the bank figure signed? Sure was. What color? Had you gotten that far yet? I hadn't gotten that far because I didn't know. I was so conflicted on what color to get it signed. Okay. I don't know. I'm still I'm still kind of conflicted. I, I haven't even thought about it. So Maybe white? Uh, blend in too much? Maybe blend in. Uh, pink would look good. Yeah, that's a good color that pops. And neon green always seems to just be like a go-to. Neon green and... Uh, Posca Sky Blue, shout out Colossus Nick. That's his favorite as well. Um, and one more. Whoever I have a Sharpie autograph from, I'm going to just get that taken care of and wiped away by a magic erase and then go get it signed in paint pen. So anybody that has a Sharpie autograph that's hanging up on my wall, it's getting fixed. Time to do the redo. Exactly. Taking, yes. the, taking the magic erase and wiping it off. You know what? I'm going to take Drew McIntyre off my list. Okay. And I'm going to replace Drew McIntyre with Cole. Eh, no. You know what? Io Shirai. Okay. I'll get that elite figure signed. Okay. I like that. Yeah, I was thinking maybe Undisputed Era, but no, no, no. Io Shirai. That would be my third. You know what? There is one person I do want to meet. I want to meet William Regal because I have that two-pack, the WCW uh, Blue Bloods two-pack. Oh, right. And it's already signed by Bobby Eaton. Ah, there you go. Which I also have the two-pack of the Midnight Express half signed by Bobby Eaton. I need Stan Lane. So those are two other people that I need to meet. Gotcha. Okay, so you have a list of four. Sorry, Dobro. I went four. (laughs) (laughs) You're always breaking the rules, dude. I I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) But listeners, don't forget April 1st, Dobro's birthday. Put it in your phone. Thank you again, Dobro. We love you up here, man. Scott, next question comes in from N.A. And N.A. said that N.A. is not his real name. It's not. It is not. Is it initials? No. Hmm. Yes. He's almost like the question mark in the the NWA. Or uh, the guy that was part of GTV or whoever was leading that. Right. Or the anonymous general manager. Yes. Yes. Hmm. He does send emails. Okay, N.A. is anonymous. (laughs) (laughs) We just figured it out, (laughs) N.A. Yeah, we have your number. (laughs) We are just joking. No, he's a good person. He always emails. Uh, Love the questions. Yeah, exactly. He says, his first question, what is Fully Posable Podcast's favorite WWE Elite Wave so far? Ooh. So head on over to Wrestling Figure Database. You can check out all of them. That is a solid question. So using the Wrestling Figure Database, and I actually went out into the hallway really quick just to check, but I've got two, Jeff. And the first one I'm going to throw up is Elite 41. And of course, we all know that series from the amazing demon Finn Balor figure that was his first offering as the demon into the Elite line. But in addition to Finn in that one, Yes, we did get quote-unquote throwaway figures of Ryback and Dean Ambrose, but in that assortment was also 
Terry Funk from ECW, Lita, and the One Two Three Kid. Solid series. Very solid. My other one is going to be Elite Forty Three, and that one had Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens, which of course love KO, a throwaway figure, quote unquote, of Alberto Del Rio, and Kofi Kingston. Still a decent Kofi, but also the Hart Foundation was in that assortment. So another solid one. So I'm going to go with 41 and 43. Okay, if you threw out two, then I'm going to throw out two as well. Feel free. My first favorite, hands down, is Elite 31. Again, using Wrestling Figure Database. I always talk about this figure as one of those figures that I never found, and I wish I could have purchased it off. I wish I would have purchased it off eBay, but it is Vader. They had Rock with the guitar. Oh, nice. Yes. They had Kane with a sling. Uh, You talked about the Dean Ambrose being the throwaway. They had Dean Ambrose with the U.S. title. But they also had the Usos, which are fantastic Usos that come with that Polly Pocket style uh, T-shirt that had their face paint on it, or them wearing the face paint, and they're facing each other. Those are awesome figures, and you have those signed, right? Yep, got them signed by the Usos in, was that Dallas? Dallas, I think. Okay. And the other series is Elite Series 62. Like Scott said, they had their throwaway figures, Roman and Braun, but they had a sick-looking dude love, Sting in the green and black jacket, and AOP. And those AOP figures, I think, went into our top 10 that year, if I'm not mistaken. They did, yeah. Those AOP figures are just ridiculously good. So those are our top four. We'll put it that way. Solid pick on 62 there, dude. Great call. Yeah, that sting is really, really good. It is. And they also asked, what is your favorite Legends flashback elite figure so far? Well, favorite Legends flashback elite. So is he talking about, he's talking about the Target ones that are out right now, right? I would believe so, but that would encompass the entire Legends line, right? Because it's a continuation. Oh, then Rick the Model Martell. Anybody that has a button that says, yes, I am a model, <laughs> it's Rick Martel. That's it. And a, can, and a can of arrogance, too. Okay. I, I don't even think I could argue with that. Um, Man, that's a tough one. I really like that new DiBiase that came out. Don't care if it's the chase or the black outfit. Both are outstanding. Oh, man, but I can't go against the Road Warriors. Those Series 1 Road Warriors are just... That's just the top of the charts for me, dude. So I've got to go with that. Honorable mention, the RSC exclusive Macho King. You know what? I take that back. The Road Warriors are mine too. Good call. They're so good, dude. Also, that's some of the only Von Erich figures that we've ever gotten. Correct. Between Carrie Von Erich, Texas Tornado, Kevin Von Erich. That's the only Kevin Von Erich figure that we've gotten. We did get a Texas Tornado from Hasbro, but since then nothing on the Von Erich front. So it was great that Mattel gave us that in the Legends line. Great looking figures to boot. But uh, top of the mark for me is Road Warriors, honorable mention, Macho Man or Macho King, RSC exclusive. And last question, what is your dream guest on the show from the wrestling figure, action figure world? Hmm. Well, it's not for lack of trying. I'll say that we've asked many people. That's true. That's true, and uh, a lot of no responses. In fact, recently we try to get, and no response, unfortunately. It would have been a good one, too. Um, you know, for me, honestly, we've already hit it with having Bill on from LJN because, as everybody knows, we grew up with the LJN figures. They're our favorites of all time. So being able to talk with the man who was behind it 
was just, it was mind-blowing. I never thought I'd be able to talk to somebody that created the LJN figures that we grew up with, and it was such a pleasure to do it. An honor, really. Um, so I guess maybe somebody from Remco that had something to do with the AWA figures, just to find out who else was planned. Because recently we found out that there was supposed to be a Colonel De Beers figure. Right. And I would love to know, was the line going to continue beyond Matt Mania? Had the budget been there and had Remco not been going under? Were there other names planned for earlier series that just didn't pan out, like the Sergeant Slaughter in LJNs? You know, is there some long lost, like we just found out about De Beers, who else is long lost that maybe there was a prototype of? So I think getting somebody from Remco would be next in line for me. I agree. Or um, I think Bill has a friend, his name is Jose, who worked on Series 1 before handing it off to Bill. I wouldn't mind talking to Jose. Oh, that would be great too. Yeah, I would love to have almost like a follow-up LJN interview. Yep. Thank you, N.A., the anonymous one. We'll call him the anonymous one. The anonymous one, I like that. Thanks, N.A. Uh, Next question comes in from Christopher Dean. Hello, hope you are well. I've got a couple questions for you. Last week, you mentioned the issues with supplies at stores. Maybe you might have to talk to the people in the industry, but what have they said are the issues and solutions? If you have to come back later on this one, that's cool. Number two, now that we are getting Series 3 New Japan figures, who else should be in the Series 3 with the Switchblade? Scott and I were thinking Ibushi. But Jeff, you watch the shows more than I do. Lately, who is hot that could sell? So the first person that comes to my head is Minoru Suzuki. Now, granted, he's just trunks and boots, but Suzuki would be a great ad. And plus, he has such a huge following. I think Suzuki would be a great ad to go along. Now, I'm going against the grain. I'm going against the factions. I'm going to just say this is Series 3. New Japan makes that final call, I believe. So I'd have Jay White, Kota Ibushi, Minoru Suzuki, and last one. Man, I feel like we need a junior in there, a junior heavyweight. What about Juice Robinson, dude? Juice would be good. I don't know if he would... No, No, Juice would sell. I think he would, especially if he was in that gear he wore at the Cow Palace when he won the U.S. title. I'm trying to think. Uh, Goto? Hiroki Goto would... I don't know if he would sell. I'm trying to think of people that would move. Like, I think Suzuki, Jay White, Kurohibushi is so solid. We needed the fourth one. I mean, you could throw in Sonata. But you've got to figure to a $50 price point. Who is going to want to spend $50 on what name? That's exactly it. And I keep thinking Sonata because Sonata comes out in some cool gear, some cool masks. So maybe Sonata. I'm just kind of going against the grain of factions right now. Okay. So those would be my next four. Um, who does it fall on with distribution? It depends on who you ask. Yeah, you know what it reminds me of? It's that meme with Spider-Man's pointing at each other. <laughs> it's like Mattel pointing at Target and Walmart pointing back at Mattel. Right. Mattel says that Walmart and Target are, they're sending in the cases, but they're not distributing properly or whatever it is, or the stores aren't ordering or whatever it is. But then from what I've heard, Walmart and Target are saying that Mattel isn't sending in enough products. So who is it? Again, I'm going to say this again. Brian Breaker said it best. We are walking in with money in our hands to give you for your product. Why are we walking into stores that have bare pegs? It just doesn't make sense. Especially we're about to have all that stimulus money. And we're like, please give us something to buy. And they can't. Right. 
Guess I'm going to go get cat food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Guess I'm stocking up on cat litter. I don't know. I just want it figured out. I'm so tired of talking about it. Yes. Dead horse. Yeah, exactly. We've been beating this drum since 2017, 18. Yeah. Well, basically when Toys R Us went out. Yeah, exactly. It's gone on long enough. Just figure it out. <laughs> Agree. And sorry, Christopher, I did bring you up earlier, so I think I might have spoiled your question. I apologize, sir. Way to ruin it, Scott. I know. <laughs> we love you, Christopher. Thanks for sending in the question, dude. Turd in the swimming pool you are. <laughs> or just... am I a baby Ruth? <laughs> Which is delicious. <laughs> nah, I'm just joking. You're the baby Ruth, Scott. Oh, well, thank you. Scott, next question comes in from Justin Summers. Let's see what Justin's got to say. Hello, Scott and Jeff. This is once again Justin Summers from Wrestling Cheers with my weekly question. You know, I've had these couple weeks in a row where I'm talking about movies. So let's continue on at least one more week on movies. It has been an insane, absolutely insane year for the movie theater business dating back to this time last year when movie theaters across the country closed. Since then, obviously, they have started to open back up, but it's not necessarily at the same capacity and not necessarily the same caliber of movies. During the pandemic, there were a lot of movies released digitally, but at the same time, Hollywood was also holding on to a lot of big franchise movies. And they seem pretty stubborn on trying to let those out at all to the digital market. And that's with Disney Plus and HBO Max for the most part to the side. My question for you guys, where do you think the future lies with the movie theater industry? It's interesting because this is a conversation I've had with many people over the past year or so. There are people that I know that think the movie theater business is going to go away. And they thought this even before the pandemic. And then the pandemic hit and it kind of made it worse. Me, myself, I love going to the movie theater. I had movie pass. I had Cinemia. So during those times, I was going to the movie theater mostly once a week. And definitely some weekends I was going even more than that. And then, like I said, we had the pandemic. I think that hurt the movie theater industry a little bit and it kind of tilted things a little towards digital but i do think the movie theater industry and even hollywood for that matter knows they will get more money out of actual theatrical releases because let's face it as far as i understand about a lot of these digital releases you pay twenty dollars to watch it but you're paying twenty dollars for a household you're not paying the 15 to 20 dollars a ticket to go in and see it and I'm not even sure what the replay value is on some of those. Is it you get so long to watch it, and then once you watch it, like as soon as you finish it, you're done? Like, can you go back if if you watch it immediately? You know, is it uh, so many days? It's something I just I don't fully understand because I've haven't really done it. I think and I hope the movie theater industry continues because outside of professional wrestling, it's hands down one of my favorite things to experience. And on a side note, uh, and a side question. What's the drive-in like in your guys' area? Do you guys got a lot of them? Do you got none? I live in an area with a good handful. So during the pandemic, we were actually able to go to the drive-in a handful of times last year. And that was better than nothing. 
and a lot of them last year too were playing older movies and i thought that was even better so what are your guys answers and thoughts on that that will be my time that will do it for me this week as always thank you for everything you guys do you guys are awesome i'm happy to hear that jeff is going to get his animals spayed or neutered but for me i take my answers off the air later I kid you not, Scott. Brian Breaker and I were just having this conversation this past week. About movies? About the movie theaters in general. Okay. He asked the same question. And I feel movie theaters will be okay. And the reason I feel that is as long as people are dating, as long as there's going to be a wave of good movies coming out, people are going to want to go to the movie theater and watch the movies. I think the movie theaters are going to be okay. It's going to take a while to come back. But a personal opinion, I think that they're going to be fine. I think, what's the typical date night? Movie and a dinner, right? Well, typically, yes. It's kind of normal protocol, usually. Um, so I think it's going to be okay. I do foresee them taking a hit, though. And it's because everything will be digital. Because for the family that is like, hey, you know what? We're going to watch this Disney movie tonight at home, you know, and we'll save on food. We'll, you know, it will take a hit, but you know, the family of three or four that doesn't want to pay the 15 bucks per person and plus food, you know, that's where they're going to lose some business. So I think it's going to have to be the right storm, the right movie um, or slew of movies back to back to back. I think a blockbuster movie needs the movie theater as much as the movie theater needs the blockbuster movie. It's not the same getting that quote-unquote blockbuster at home on like HBO Max or Disney Plus as it is going to see it in the movie theater. Justin's 100% right. There's something about that experience, much like when you're watching a wrestling match live, there's something about that experience of watching a movie for the first or even the fifth time with a packed house. There is something about it. There's a magic there. And a blockbuster film, be it Avengers or something from the MCU, be it a Star Wars film, you name it, a big franchise, Harry Potter, whatever. It needs a movie theater setting that changes when you're watching it at home. And I'm a firm believer theaters are not going to go away. They are here to stay. Are they going to be as big as they once were? Probably not. Now that we've kind of been spoiled to an extent that we're getting like Mortal Kombat on HBO Max, we're going to get the Snyder Cut of Justice League here in another week or so. So that's cool to look forward to, but I would much rather go to the movie theater and watch Snyder's Cut in a big plush seat on a humongous screen. Same with Mortal Kombat. And I'm looking forward to the Snake Eyes movie that's coming out. That's going to be in the movie theater. But like I said, those blockbuster films need a theater as much as the theater needs the blockbuster films. They just go hand in hand. There's something about holding a bucket of popcorn, a big thing of soda, and some licorice. It just, you need all of that. I grew up with it. I don't want to lose it. Theaters aren't going anywhere. Oh, and so his second question was drive-ins. There are zero around here that I'm aware of. None. I don't know of any. And Jeff, the only drive-in that we really knew growing up, we knew of the one in Union City. Never went. That was the one over by Walmart. That was the 24-hour Walmart where I scored a bunch of Power Ranger figures back in the early 90s. But the the, the drive-in theater movie that I remember, we would be leaving Grandma's and Grandpa's house. Yep. And it'd be late at night. Not super late, but it was dark out. And we drove by a movie theater over by the Oakland Coliseum. 
<laughs> and without going too blue here, Jeff and I would keep our fingers crossed in the back seat, hope and pray that dad would time it perfectly to drive by the drive-in movie while there was nudity on the screen. That was the goal. <laughs> we wanted nudity on the screen while we were driving by. To the best of my <laughs> recollection, it never happened. But it was one of those that was like seeing Haley's Comet. <laughs> it was, we were just hoping the timing was right, but it never happened. And to be perfectly honest, I don't know that I've been to a drive-in. Mom, Dad, they're showing basic instinct at the drive-in. <laughs> <laughs> Drive by 67 times, right towards the middle of the film. Can we time that? Okay, if we leave Grandma and Grandpa's at 8... <laughs> And the movie starts at 8.10. <laughs> we'll have to loop around quite a few times. But we might get that magic moment. It's funny, too, because uh, Justin brought up the drive-in. They were doing drive-ins out here in Alameda. And they were showing a lot of classics, like Justin said. They were showing Back to the Future. They were showing... I heard about that. And it was like 40 bucks a car or something, right? It was expensive. But you know what? They sold out. Because people want that experience. Because people were starved for some entertainment. Yes. That, that wasn't inside their house. They were just starved. And so they sold out of those drive-in tickets so fast that they would have to do... Originally, it started out Friday night, we're showing Back to the Future. And then they had to start doing Friday and Saturday nights. So it was like Friday night, Back to the Future, Saturday night, Back to the Future 2, or they were showing Back to the Future again. I'm just using Back to the Future because that's the first one that came to my head. But they were doing so many drive-ins each week because they were selling out so quick. Right. And it, it became successful. Yeah, and I think that's just proof that the movie theaters aren't going to go anywhere. Yes, it's kind of cool when you can get a film on HBO Max every now and then, some crappy movie like Tom and Jerry. Sorry, Peyton, if you're listening. She loved it. I couldn't stand it. I'll never watch it again. But had I gone to the movie theater and paid for that, I would have been pissed. You know, but a movie like, and I said it, the Avengers or something in the Star Wars franchise, there are just those movies that require being seen at a movie theater. And then you've got other films that are fine to release on on your home, like HBO Max or Netflix or whatever. Those are fine to release on those Disney Plus but there are just those blockbusters that need that theater environment where it just falls a little flat. And I'll use Wonder Woman as an example for that. Wonder Woman 84, where it just falls a little bit flat watching it at home. Well, here's another example. What are we doing when Jackass 4 comes out? Well, hopefully, as you had mentioned earlier in the show with the, uh, the vaccinated herd immunity, hopefully by the time that comes out, we're able to go back to the movie theaters in some capacity. Exactly. Because it's not the same trying to watch that at home, dude. I'm not trying to like hang out at your house or have you over here. I mean, as fun as that is, but I don't want to watch Jack. Not on the TV. Jackass is not on the TV. Jackass needs the big screen. I don't know about you, but I get the same feeling when uh, Steve-O sticks the fish hook into his cheek <laughs> that I did. I, I, no matter where I watch it, dude, I get that same feeling like, oh, I, I got to turn away. This one's too rough. <laughs> oh, it's the fish. It's not the um, the paper cutting with the manila envelope. Oh, dude. <laughs> we discussed that last week, too. How funny that Jackass came up again. <laughs> and everybody needs to see the sweat chug, of course. So, oh, well, Stop, <laughs> please. <Ugh. laughs> Thank you, Justin. Or the fart bong. <laughs> or the butt chug. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Will you stop? Oh, this is fantastic. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Justin, for sending that in. And we always look forward. I told you that tonight. We always look forward to your weekly questions, man. We love you. 
Scott, last question, Josh Thompson. Josh says, hey, Jeff and Scott, JT here, back with that weekly question. This week, I wanted to share with you guys my thoughts on Okada figure I got from Super 7. Wait, 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 wait. How are you getting stuff from Super 7? Nobody's getting that from Super 7. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you work for? (laughs) Who do you know, JT? (laughs) Now, I'll be honest with you guys. I was a bit nervous when I saw the pictures from Ringside Collectibles. So imagine my shock when I open up the package from Ringside in the box inside and the figure is actually really awesome that's what i'm hearing is that the pictures didn't do him justice and a lot of people press the panic button so yes which we discussed last week and we reserved judgment it was wait until we have it in hand and actually see it okada's belt looks great i think in some pictures people were saying that it looked like a knockoff i can confirm it does not it looks like the iwgp belt with the letters on it. Yeah, I've been seeing that too. Is I've heard people's belts were breaking. I've heard that the belts are cheaply done. From pictures I've seen, it looks great. But I've heard too that once you take the belts off, they're never going to go back on. Oh. Yeah, like the pegs are very stiff and it's hard to get the belt back on the figure. That's what she said. <clears throat> that, <laughs> will you stop? Two other fellow wrestling fig photographers out there, Okada's joints are on there tight and replacing the head and hands works just like Mattel elites. That's what I've been hearing as well. While I do agree there's little improvements here and there that should be made. I overall don't regret spending 50 on this bad boy. And I hope other people see that these figures really aren't that bad. I don't want Jeff's prediction on this line ending to come true. Neither do I, even if it's kind enough to do so after we get Koto Ibushi. And I certainly don't want Super 7 to stop making wrestling figures if this is what they are giving us. I agree. I don't want this line to end. My prediction was that, you know, things aren't starting off great and we're going to get Series 3 and then that's going to be it. I don't right. want it to, I don't want it to be the end. But I don't predict the future. I don't have that Johnny Carson hat on and put an envelope up to my head or anything like that. Again, we haven't gotten ours. Uh, we feel a little bit better seeing the pictures that we've been receiving and seeing. And a gri- again, I'm going to say this. Yeah, the Okada doesn't look like the prototype, but things change between test shot prototypes and final product. So things do happen. Look at the AEW figures. Uh, the AEW figures from prototype to what we got. The question I have been posing to everybody, though, are these now these are to people that have received their figures. Are these f- figures worth forty five dollars? Everyone I have asked has said no. Ooh, really? Everyone? Everyone. 100% said no. 100% have said no. Now, this is me asking about 11 people. And each one have said these figures are about $35 at the most. Okay. The problem I see is that $50 price tag. That's the big sticking point. So I'm glad that you brought that up. Because we talked about it last week that, okay, AEW figures at 20 bucks a pop, their leash is a little bit longer. To go one or two or three series with mediocre to good figures, right? People are like, okay, I'll spend 20 bucks and then we'll just hope that it, hope that it gets better. Whereas if you're Super 7 and you're charging a premium price, $50 right off the bat for these figures, your leash is a lot smaller because people are going to expect perfection right out of the gate we all know based on all of the wrestling figures that we've seen over the years perfection out of the gate is near impossible there needs to be a learning curve so my hope price point will not change that's just super 7's ultimates model which these fall under their ultimates umbrella 
Let's hope that they do a Jeremy Padauer here. Listen to your fans. These are specifically the people that are buying your product. Listen to the fans, listen to the critiques, and fix it. If you do that, I think you're going to be fine. Because as you start to show improvement, more people are going to jump on board and suddenly that $50 price tag isn't a big deal anymore. So I think as long as they do like Jeremy, I think Super 7 is going to be fine. And I think the NJPW series specifically and where they do the one-off figures like the Good Brothers, for example, I think that will continue as well. Scott, that rounds out the show. JT, thank you for your question. Thank you, JT. I want everybody to check out Wrestling Toy Tracker, especially kind of keep an eye on Toy Tracker. I'm hoping that they start updating like bi-weekly or something as soon as the stimulus checks hit. Oh yeah, that's going to be funny to watch. That would be hilarious. Just have like a stock thing. You know how stocks have graphs and numbers jumping all the time? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I wish they had a, like a, a real-time running thing. That would be hilarious. Well, you know what would be funny is if somebody just like picked up the ball and ran with it to write a book for like the collecting COVID experience. <laughs> like where it took hold and where it took off. And then like you mentioned, like throw some graphs in there to show like, <laughs> the huge curves and heights like that went along with stimulus packages. A lot of collections got stimulated, man. A lot (laughs) of pockets lined with cash too. What a crazy time. Be cool to write a book about that. Well, hopefully that comes down. But in the meantime, if you are going to gamble and go into LJ and Galoob's Hasbro's just toys, Bendham's defining moments or retros, start looking for any of those lines, which I'm telling you to hold off. Pump the brakes. They'll still be there. Correct. Somebody's always going to put one up on eBay in a year. It always happens. But if you are going to take that gamble, head on over to WrestlingToyTracker.com to make sure you are getting the fair price. I'm telling you, dude, they've got to have a running counter. I would love that. That would be hilarious. Scott, Ego Moss. Yes, guys, if you have a pop culture or WWE fan in your life and you're looking for a gift for that certain someone... Look no further than Eagle Moss. You can find them on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore, where they have a ton of great properties under their umbrella like DC, Star Trek, Battlestar Galactica, and of course, WWE, where you can pick up a statue of Legends and current day roster. Check them out, Eagle Moss on Twitter at HeroCollector underscore. Also, I want to throw it back to the podcast buddies. Obviously, I'm going to start off with Breaker and Bane as the usual Breaker and Bane's Power Hour on iTunes. And also, you can check out You know it's fake, right? Because this week I interview Breaker. Also, I want you to check out Doing the Favor. Over at doingthefavor.com, they got the SKUs and UPCs. They've also had some great interviews lately. They got Just Incredible on recently, and they also had an interview with this gentleman that does sports cards. His name is Ken Golden. Very fascinating interview. I want everybody to go listen to that interview. If you ever grew up in the 80s with sports cards or you are in the market right now for sports cards, you're one of those 90 people that are hanging outside Target waiting for cards, you need to listen to this interview. It is fantastic. Check out doingthefavor.com. You can listen to that interview there. Amazing interview. Kudos to Barry and Eric for doing that interview. Also, Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast. We talked about Steve earlier and how his love for Homage's t-shirts, homage.com, FPP20. But we want you to check out Positively Pro Wrestling. It's such a fun show and an easy listen. Always one of the first shows to pop on when I see that their show has dropped. Positively Pro Wrestling on iTunes. Check out our friends Seth, Sheena, and Marco over at the Chick-fil-A Show. Also, check out their Facebook group. 
Our Facebook group is a lot of fun. Very active, too. Very active. Matt Carlos is all over that thing. <laughs> he really is, dude. Yes. He, he he's loves- like the high flyer of the group. He's all <laughs> over the place. Oh, dude, he's full of spots, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Carlos slaps the leg and super kicks everybody with a post in there. And we love him, man. We, we love, love it. Man. Seth, Marco, Sheena, you guys heard them on a show a couple weeks back. Check out their show as well. Check out our buddy RJ over at Ringside Rant. Check out Rucker and Marty over at Boot to the Face. I'm throwing in Tim from pulling up a chair this week. He had on a custom toy ring, gentlemen, on his show on pulling up a chair. Good interview. Go listen to it. Very interesting story that the uh, custom toy ring gentleman brings to the show. So check out pulling up a chair with Tim. I do a show, Lucha Libre Figures and Facts as well with Roy Lucher and Eric Arana from Boss Fight Studio. And Scott, Drunk Wrestling History, what you got? Yes, Drunk Wrestling History. We are on Twitter at Wrestling underscore Drunk. We did not drop a show this past Friday because we are dropping a very special episode on St. Patrick's Day. So this coming Wednesday, there will be a special St. Patrick's Day episode. So, of course, it's going to be in the theme of St. Patrick's Day. I don't want to say any more than that. Don't want to spoil it. But you'll definitely want to check it out. Be a lot of fun. It's Drunk Wrestling History, where we're not always accurate, but we're always drunk. Also, check out our buddies, Marty and Sarah Love Wrestling. And every single day, Ryan Buds does trivia with Buds. Scott, roll call. Yes, guys, of course. I want to throw it out to the great, the amazing, the super talented Jason Wolf. You've got to follow his social media at The Art of Jason Wolf because that man does custom Hasbros. He's also keeping up with his sketch cards, any other type of artwork you need. Jason is your guy, but you know you want custom Hasbros. You got to follow the social media to find out when those things are going to be dropping. There is one dropping very, very soon. In fact, if you're listening to this, you might have already missed it. I can't say who it was, but you got to stay tuned to his social media to find those things out. Again, at The Art of Jason Wolf, or head to his website, Doyle, D O Y L E Draws.com, where you can get in touch with the man himself. And Jeff, that rounds out roll call. Episode 269 is in the books. Scott, do you have anything else? Thank you, Tim. For the figures, thank you, Nate, for the Wall Street journals for my Paul Ellering Build-A-Figure. Stay six feet apart, stay safe, stay healthy, get yourself vaccinated, fig life since 2016, and happy toy hunting. Oh, speaking of Nate, he's hanging up his wrestling buddies. Did he say which hooks to get? I'm all taken care of, dude. Do you know which hooks they are? Yes, I do. You're not going to share? That's... That's a dick thing. (laughs) Well, okay. In the spirit of Nate, because the man really has no secrets, he was so quick to let me know what it was. He showed me a picture of the finished product. Oh my goodness. This man is a genius. It's headphone hooks. Headphone hooks? Headphone hooks. You know those hooks you put on like the side of your desk so you can drop your headphones on them? No. Okay. So there are these 3M hooks that you can purchase. Okay. And they basically go up with 3M tape, you know, the double-sided where you can stick a side to the wall. Right. And then it's double-sided, so you slap the hook on there. So think like um, like a robe hook that you would put on your door to okay. hang up your robe on. But uh-huh. these are about like, I don't know, like a three-inch hook. 
and it's made so you can drop your over-the-ear headphones on there because you know how the top of the over-the-ear headphones a little bit thicker for the pad on your head? Right. Yeah, so it's like a hook you put on the side of your desk, like a three-inch hook, and then okay. you drop your headphones on them, one each for under the arm of the pillow buddy. Ah, that makes sense. Dude, brilliant. Right? Brilliant. I would have never thought of those type of hooks. But Nate, being the genius he is, and he showed me a picture, like where he put him in his uh, wrestle cave, they fit so perfectly. So now I'm kind of like looking around the room like, okay, I want to do it justice because Nate showed me how to do this. Like I got to find the perfect spot to line them up just like he did. But we've got 10 because we've got those Legion of Doom ones or Road Warriors ones that we purchased uh, from wrestling asylum store. So I've got to find a good spot in the room to put 10. Basically, it's two side by side all the way up the wall. And it looks amazing. Headphone hooks of all things. Interesting. Oh, way interesting. And it's beautiful. I can't wait to see yours when you get those put up. I can only hope to do Nate justice by putting them up because the way he did it looks great. Thank you, Nate, for sharing that information with Scott. And Scott, thank you for sharing that with the listeners. I want to thank everybody for listening to episode 269, hashtag Fig Life. Adios. Let's go! Jeff and Scott, the Tomb Brothers, busting out the ring. But we don't take it out the box, MOC. Happy toy hunting, we'll see you next week. We're the OGs of WFP. Fully poseable, thank you all for listening. It ain't no storyline, real life siblings. So everybody go and do your toy spotting. Hashtag Fig Life, adios from the Kings.